Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Thursday, February 15th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And I want to thank any new user listeners today who uh, are listening in because uh, Wes Spencer on LinkedIn uh, put a post about the podcast out. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Wes. Uh, but let's get right into the news. I got seven tabs open. So we want to do this quick because we're here for a good time, not a long time. From the register.com, Chaya Couch reporting. I apologize to all reporters whose names I always mispronounce, but OpenAI shuts down on China, Russia, Iran, North Korean accounts caught doing naughty things. You don't need us to craft phishing emails or write malware, Super Lab sniffs. That's an interesting subheadline. I don't even know what it means, but okay. OpenAI has shut down five accounts in asserts were used by government agents to generate phishing emails and malicious software scripts, as well as research ways. Uh, as well as research ways to evade malware detection. Specifically, China, Iran, Russia, and North Korea were apparently querying open source information, translating, finding coding errors, and running basic coding tasks using the Superlabs models. Uh, U.S. vultures thought it was the whole point of OpenAI's offerings, but seemingly these nations crossed the line by using these systems with harmful intent or being straight up persona non grata. So, I mean, first thing, thumbs up to OpenAI for being able to detect the location of these particular users and then shutting them down. Um, however, this is going to likely be a limited impact simply because these users are going to use VPNs and appear to come from other places and do the same thing. And it's not hard to create new accounts and get a, and pay the 20 bucks for chat GTP four. Cause honestly it's a profit, uh, oriented organization. And if you pay 20 bucks, they don't care really where you come from, uh, until they find you doing bad stuff. So it does say in the article, we disrupted five state affiliated malicious actors two China affiliated threat actors known as charcoal typhoon and salmon typhoon, the Iran, affiliated actor threat known as Crimson Sandstorm and the North Korean affiliated actor known as Emerald Sleet and the Russia affiliated actor known as Forest Blizzard, the open AI team wrote how they, I wonder if it says how they even found them and um, doesn't really say um, it's interesting. I wonder if they, they may have got information from a three letter agency that said, Hey, you've got these actors. Here's who they are. Here's what they're doing, which would be a good, um, a good way for intelligence to be shared. Hopefully that's the case. If not, if they have the capability to figure out that these particular actors were affiliated with those intrusions, that's great. Um, chances are that's only five. I guarantee you there's hundreds, if not thousands using the tool right now. So, you know, maybe they find more, um, maybe it's a move in the right direction, but again, the bad guys will figure out ways around it, but thumbs up to open AI for at least trying to do something. Darkreading.com ransomware epidemic at Romanian hospitals tied to healthcare app. So this is a follow on this third day in a row. I'm talking about this particular news story simply because it's important because even though this happened in Romania and it has to do with hospitals important to Romania, but for the rest of the world, the health health organizations in, in the U S and everywhere else needs to see this information, understand what's, what's going on. This actually a little bit of a postmortem, which I, I beg for all the time, but a rapidly spreading ransomware infection plaguing some 100 hospitals and medical facilities and hospitals. That's a bad sentence in Romania started with an infection at a third party healthcare platform provider. Not a surprise. The Romanian national cyber security director at DNSC said the ransomware originated from Hippocrat information system and integrated healthcare management system platform that is sold by Romanian software or soft company RSC. 
most of the affected hospitals have data backups from the affected servers with data saved relatively recently, except for one whose data was saved up to 12 days ago. So that's it for that article. But the point here being, right, is that this was not an intrusion into the hospitals necessarily. It was it was an intrusion through a third-party app, so which is why it's important for every business to understand that you have to research and look at the security ramifications of the tools and the apps you're using within your environment because that's just an additional attack surface that bad guys are going to exploit because they have vulnerabilities and these things happen. Speaking of vulnerabilities, this is from Bleeping Computer, Sergey Gatlin reporting, Microsoft quote, new critical exchange bug exploited as a zero day. Now, Tuesday of this week was patch Tuesday. So if you're a Windows user, hopefully you patched your system. Actually, I have a Windows machine. I did not do that. So I'm going to do that after this podcast is over. But Microsoft warned on Wednesday in an updated security advisory that a critical vulnerability in exchange server was exploited as a zero day before being fixed during uh, patch Tuesday uh, two days ago. Discovered internally and tracked as CVE 2024-21410, this security flaw can let remote unauthenticated threat actors escalate privileges in NTLM attack relay attacks targeting vulnerable Microsoft Exchange server versions. In such attacks, the threat actor forces a network device, including servers or domain controllers, to authenticate against an NTLM relay server under the their control to impersonate the targeted devices and elevate privileges. So point here being obviously is if you're a Windows user, especially if you're a corporate Windows user, make sure you are patching uh, and patching regularly, especially on Tuesday and whenever important new updates come out. I believe I saw another article that had to do, uh, yeah, there was another article in the Hacker News that um, the patch Tuesday for this month had fixed 73 flaws, including two Windows Zero Days, one of which was the one we just talked about. So if you're a Windows user, make sure that you go ahead and update. From Help Security, HelpNet Security, rather.com, this is Helga Labis reporting. Corporate users are getting tricked into downloading AnyDesk. Hackers are leveraging the AnyDesk remote desktop application in a phishing campaign targeting employees, Malwarebytes warns. In a phishing campaign recently discovered by Malwarebytes researchers, attackers targeted potential victims via email or SMS, personalized their to match their roles within the organization. But instead of phishing for information directly from the victims, the attackers aim to make them download remote monitoring and management software, in this case, the outdated but legitimate AnyDesk executable. To make them do that, the victims were directed to newly registered websites mimicking various financial institutions and asked to download a live chat application. Running the program will show a code that can give the person trying to assist you. This can, this is a quote, this, this can allow an attacker to gain control of the machine and perform actions that look like they came directly from the user, unquote. Malwarebytes researchers noted. Unfortunately, many banking sites cannot detect if a customer is running a remote access program while trying to log in, and sometimes threat actors manage to evade these detections. Phishing campaigns leading victims to download RMMs are not new. Certainly they are not and have been seen targeting even government agencies. So this is a common phishing scam. I'm not sure why this seems to come across as some big new thing because it's really not. Maybe it has to do with AnyDesk being the remote desktop application being used. The point here being, which is something that needs to be mentioned all the time, you need to educate employees on to be careful what they're clicking and to be suspicious of links and attachments and emails and but if they don't know to look, if they don't know how to look, they won't look and these things will happen. Um, I don't see any news. Uh, there's nothing in here saying how many people have been tar have been legitimately hit by this, but I'm sure there's some and we'll probably see more news articles coming out about this. But the point being, educate your employees on what they that not 
to click links. Actually, the book I'm right, I've, I've written and waiting for the FBI to approve has a whole thing here about what to do with emails and links and emails and attachments and emails and all that kind of stuff. But it, can, it bears repeating. It runs the basics, right? This is the basics. Password management's the basics. Good multi-factor authentication is the basics. But we don't do the basics. That's why these things work because the bad guys know that people will click the links, they'll download the applications, and then the bad guys will get in. From CSOonline.com, surge in hunter-killer malware poses significant challenge to security teams. Threat actors have stepped up their efforts over the last year to launch attacks aimed at disabling enterprise defenses, according to an annual Red Report released Tuesday by Picus Security. The findings demonstrate a dramatic or a drastic shift in adversaries' ability to identify and neutralize advanced enterprise defenses such as next-generation firewalls, antivirus software, and EDR solutions, the report noted. It added that there was a 333% increase over the last year in this kind of killer hunter malware that can actively target defense systems in an attempt to disable them. So the bad guys are always going to figure out ways around the blue team actions, right? The things that are designed to keep them out, they will find ways around it because that's all they do all the time. If you're a security professional, you put your security applications in place and you go and do other stuff that you're required to do for your job. The bad guys figure out, spend all day trying to figure out how to get around it. And they do, as indicated here. A quote from the article, it was a surprise for us because hunter killer malware wasn't even in our top 10 last year, said Picus co-founder and vice president Suleiman Orzalsen. A 333% increase is the biggest jump in the history of our reports. This represents a shift towards more destructive cyber threats and poses a significant challenge for defenders. Organizations should be focused on these attacks this year. According to the report, which is based on the analysis of more than 600,000 real-world malware samples, cyber criminals are changing their tactics in response to the much-improved security of an average business and the wide use of tools offering more advanced capabilities to detect threats. A year ago, the report noted, it was relatively rare for adversaries to disable security controls. Now, the behavior is seen in a quarter of malware samples and is used by virtually every ransomware and APT group. So you have all these defenses in place. Bad guys have figured out tools that will disable it to allow them to do what they're doing. So again, you need to help your help your security folks, your IT folks, whoever in your organization know about these kind of things, right? Refer them to this article. And as, as always, if you are unaware or haven't paid attention in the past, all the articles I'm listing here in this, in this report, in this um, podcast are in the show notes. So you can go access them on your own. Cause I don't read the whole thing. I only read parts of them, obviously, but um, there's more, inf- a little more information here. But again, the point here being bad guys are always evolving and you have to stay educated and understand the threats targeting you so you can assess your risk as i always say finally this is a this is from the bad news story file rather uh james coker from infosecuritymagazine.com Cybersecurity spending expected to be slashed in 41 percent of small and medium enterprises that's not good Cybersecurity spending is predicted to be cut by 41% of SMEs over the coming year amid a challenging economic environment, according to new research by JumpCloud. Now, it's understandable why they're looking to to cut it back, but uh, it might be short-sighted, but that's my own impression of that. Nearly three quarters, or 72%, of IT admins surveyed in the US, UK, and India agreed that any cuts to their security budgets will increase organizational risk. Yeah, you think? SMEs in India were most likely to experience cybersecurity cuts 58%. This was followed by the U.S. 40% and the U.K. 25%. The risk of budget cuts comes despite respondents identifying security as their biggest IT challenge. Over half of IT admins also said they're more concerned about their organization's security posture than they were six months ago, which makes sense based on the previous article where bad guys have malware that turns off your defenses. So 
obviously that's going to be a problem. Additionally, there was significant unease about the impact of AI on cybersecurity. Nearly two-thirds agreed that AI is outpacing their organization's ability to protect against their overall threats. My suggestion there is companies need to invest in AI to understand how it works and figure out ways to use it to better their services. Chat, we just, where I work, we just purchased some C licenses for ChatGPT so we can incorporate AI into our business model. Um, it's not necessarily that tremendously expensive and something that if you're an SME, you should look into. Have someone become your AI expert so you see, understand how you can use it um, to improve your security. Um, okay, so it does say the report found two thirds of SMEs require the use of biometrics for employee authentication. So that's a good. This represents a significant increase from 55% in April, 2023. The growing take up of biometrics appears to be primarily driven by security considerations. Okay. However, 83% of IT admins report their organization uses password only authentication on at least some IT resources. This is despite 28% admitting that password only authentication is not adequate to protect their organization's resources. Absolutely. It is not. You must have some kind of multi-factor or two-factor authentication. So a significant concern for respondents is balancing security and convenience for staff. Mm-hmm. When the CEO says, hey, don't give me multi-factor authentication, it's too hard, I want to use the same password everywhere, that's really not good. Over two-thirds said the additional security measures generally means a more cumbersome experience. Well, too bad for them, right? Um, someone needs to be the adult in the room and say, this is what you're going to do and you're going to like it. So this is uh, some good news in this, some bad news in this, but if you're going to be cutting your cybersecurity budget, that's going to be bad overall because you're going to end up spending more in the future when the bad stuff comes for you because it's coming for all of us. That's going to do it for this episode of the Cyber Smart Morning News. Again, thank you so much for downloading. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. I don't obviously expect everyone to listen to every single episode, but maybe you'll they'll find some that are good and that you like listening to. Uh, feel free to share the information. If you have thoughts, comments, suggestions, feel free to hit me at my email, darren at thecyberguy.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R, or find me on LinkedIn. It's not hard, Darren Mott, D-A-R-R-E-N-M-O-T-T. Uh, and you can find me at the Substack, cyberguy.substack.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but I don't do much on there. So don't waste your time looking there. Find me on LinkedIn. As always, know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with the Friday Op-Ed. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Derek Mott. Thanks for listening.